Welcome to Timebender Talks, the ultimate destination for professional photographers. This weekly podcast is hosted by Peggy McArthur, a certified professional photographer with over 30 years experience and the creator of the Headshot Strategist Certification Program. Peggy interviews a diverse range of experts in business, branding, marketing, networking, and photography. So whether you've been doing this for years or you're just starting out, we've got you covered. Oh, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on our latest episodes filled with tips, insights, and lots of fun. Yay, we are here. I am finally getting this podcast started again after taking like a year break from doing my own podcast. So it's fun to be back. And I have my friend Monica M. Anderson with me today. And we are going to talk about, well, this month's focus is kind of on trust, trusting yourself in your business and, you know, all the different areas, your photography, all the things. But of course, you're here. So we're going to talk about business and business processes because... <laughs> You are the queen of processes. Hey. Right? <laughs> if there is a process, Monica is the, is the one that will put it in place. So tell tell everybody who you are and where you are on your journey. Uh, well, I my name is Monica Henderson, of course, and I am uh, the founder and creator of Mink Life Motivation, uh, and I am also uh, a motivational comedian a mom, a sister, uh, you know, just a business owner who really enjoys helping other business owners thrive in their business. And so um, I am excited to be here to support you on your relaunch of this Woo! podcast. It's amazing. So why would you say that you are so passionate about helping people really drill down onto their mission? Um, because I know that when we started working together, we've kind of been friend business, friend business for many, <laughs> many years. Very true. I think the reason that we're good friends is because we can work. Yes. Like work is fun for us. Yes. <laughs> so, but when we, you really like why, you know, you're really good at find, helping fi people really find their, their whys. Yeah. I think. Uh, what's, what is funny to me, a lot of times when uh, business owners will come in and they're talking about what they do. Uh, and one of the first things, if you ever come into the Mink Life community uh, and you're having a conversation with us and you give us a generic, what do you do? Uh, instantly, we give you a tribal name because a lot of times what people don't realize is um, what you do is bigger than the actual title of what you do. So yes, I'm the founder and creator of Mink Life Motivation, but my official tribal title in our community is Genius Activator. Uh, and really what that is, is it's going back to the, the true intention of what you were trying to do. Yes, there are tactics and techniques and strategies that you apply, right? But when it comes down to it, what is that one thing that you're trying to actually work with with people? And for me, it's really helping people tap into their own genius and apply that to the world. Because if we're all standing in our genius, right, we get to spend all day doing the things that is so easy for us, that's so fun for us, that's the problem that we love to solve, then we can give that those problems to other people uh, that we don't have to worry about, uh, that, that we don't really like, or that's not really what we do. 
then imagine how the world could be if everyone loved what they were doing. I feel like we wouldn't have traffic anymore. <laughs> I feel like everybody would be like, hey, how are you doing? When you walk down the street, we would have happier families. We will be wealthier because uh, money follows excellence. So there's so many things uh, that we can all benefit from when we're living in our genius and being in that creative space of things that we love at one time. And so I'm passionate about that because I think by helping people tap into their genius, I can then always tap into helping people live healthy, wealthy, and fulfilled. Uh, and our friend Happy here is <laughs> happily chewing a, a squeak toy because that's his zone of genius. That is his thing. He makes he, people happy. He uh, he was not a planned scheduled guest <laughs> on our show. And usually when I'm recording stuff, he's like, nah, but apparently he's like all about the time bender talks. He's time like, I bender. want people to know that I am all about he's this. He's like, hey, my, jo my, my job my job is to make people happy. That's why right. my name is happy. She said, oh, activate my genius. Ah, I'm going to activate I'm gonna the happy. happy. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yay. So um, when did you figure out that like you could actually make money doing what you were good at because that's like, I think a struggle for people because you know, we have hobbies, we have things and then people think, but I have to go to, to work. Like I love photography, but like, but, I don't know if I could really make money doing it. And the web, the internet says you can only make $50,000 <laughs> if you're a photographer. So, um, oh, yeah. I'm glad they didn't have the internet when I was starting out. <laughs> Me neither. To discourage not, me because I, 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 yeah. Not in that way. Uh, you know, to be honest, I think it was like a, it was a slow roll in. So like my very first job, I actually was a family planning counselor uh, and a medical assistant yeah. and uh, as a teenager, right? So it was like the most amazing job I could ever have as the first job. So it spoiled me for everything else. I got to teach people. Uh, about birth control methods. They sent, they paid us to go to raves to hand out <laughs> condoms. And like, I had like dildos and like condoms just laying around my room. My mom's like, put that away. Right. But what it was, was my very first job, I got to uh, do one of the things that I was passionate about, which was really supporting people and helping people. Um, and uh, I got paid really well to do it. And so then when I went to do any other job, I was like, oh yeah, no, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> like, I don't want it. You want me to work? Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to work. <laughs> so it it became like mm -hmm. a, a the bar of like whether or not this was going to work, right? Like if I was going to do something, I had to feel that way. And if I didn't feel that way, then it wasn't going to work. And because I grew up very entrepreneurial, my mom's very entrepreneurial. Um, and even though she worked a full-time job, she also had the side hustle extraordinaire of selling books and uh, poetry and clothing out of her trunk at church. Like we <laughs> lived in a space where entrepreneurship was mm -hmm. just kind of the way to do it. She was like, if you want something, like, I don't understand why you're asking me for money, like call your aunts and uncles, figure out if they have work for you. So like we were trained mm -hmm. to find, you know, like two separate things. I found passion and got paid for it. And then I found out that like, oh, wait, how you get something is you go find the money for it. Uh, and when I marry those two pieces together, I think that was really when I realized that, oh, I just have to choose to follow my passion and ask people to pay me for it. And most of the time, it's solving a problem that they can't solve themselves. 
I think you just said the key right there is um, asking people to pay for it. Yeah. Because if you don't, <laughs> if you're not um, secure in yourself and own that you are able to solve a problem that someone else can't solve. My husband's always, cause I'm always saying, Oh, that's, that's just really simple. Nobody wants to know that. He's like, no, Peggy, it's not simple. Yes. And, and we have to really realize that what we do, our style, um, our way that we see it and perceive it is different from what other people see it. And what we have to bring to the table is something really special. And, um, the worst thing you can do for yourself is, devalue yourself and not charge people. Um, you, you, they'll, they'll say you, you want to charge what you're worth. Well, that's ridiculous. No. You can't charge. I am worth infinite. Oh my gosh. There's not enough money <laughs> for how much I'm worth, baby. Right? <laughs> but you should charge a reasonable, uh, yeah. a reasonable amount. I, I always laugh when somebody says, charge your worth. I'm like, no, charge how much you would charge someone that you do not like and that is completely annoying and uh, it, you will suck to work with. Charge however much you would make them pay you. Charge that. That's charge your base. that as your base because <laughs> you're going to get one of those clients where you're going to be like, "This was not worth the money." Uh, but if you were charging, what, well, like, no, if I have to work with this deplorable person, it's got to cost <laughs> this cost much money. Much. That's that's your worth. Right. That's your and, true worth. And I know for me, I, I really struggle with this because I would do this for free. Yeah. And I know most of the photographers yes. that I know, we would do this for free. We are notorious for carrying our camera around and doing it for free. Yes. Oh, Peggy, want to come to my party? <laughs> oh, go ahead and bring your camera. Oh, While you're at it. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't really want me to come to your party. You wanted me to bring my camera. I see what's happened here. Yeah. But that's because I trained people to do that. Yeah because I always showed up with my camera mm -hmm. and we train people how we want to be treated. So you, you need to start training people that yes. you, this is your job. This is your profession. You would not go to the dentist. Your, your dentist may love, love what he does, but I guarantee he's not going to fix your teeth for free. He also loves to eat. Yeah. He loves to pay his <laughs> rent. He loves to, he, he loves he's to not, you know, yeah, he's take not. care of, make sure his kids have shoes. There are lots of other things that he loves as well right. on top of dentistry. So though. he's not, and, and we need to think of ourselves as professional photographers, the exact same, same way. So I think that key is, is um, asking people to pay you and yes. really believing that you are worth that and none of us are perfect um i do you know i do photo critiques for photographers and i always preface it with whatever i critique about your pictures trust me i do the same and harsher for mine like mm -hmm. i still after doing this for a long time <laughs> i still like peggy what were you thinking why did you just tilt their head a little bit more like <laughs> lean in a little what, what are you doing yeah. um because we photograph people uh you know maybe you photograph you know, other things, but I photograph people and humans are going to do weird things. Yeah. They're just going to do it. But still, that's a true creative though, to be honest. Yeah, to be um, anybody to... who's like in the creative space, it's never good enough. Even if it was like your best pass, when you go back to watch it or look at it or uh, yeah. edit, you're like, oh, I could have made that one line or that one thing or that one, that one angle could have been better if, right? Uh, that is definitely a creative mind. And so the best part is the next time you do something, you get to make reparations of the past of what you didn't do the last time. And so, but, but your failure is still better than most people's best. True. <laughs>
And that's, that's what, you know, we don't see that our failures are better than most people's best. And we are definitely, uh, you know, worth that. So I really believe that if you don't have a mission, a clear mission of what you're accomplishing, then you're just kind of walking in circles. So I know that you also are very, very passionate about this. So why do you think that portrait or photographers in general, professional photographers need a clear mission? You know, to be honest, um, it's kind of like when you wing it, right? Okay, so you, I'm sure you've done things that you winged and you're like, wow, I accidentally got into greatness here, right? And then there was those things where you like thought about it in great detail and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go into this area. When I go into this area, I'm going to make sure that I have uh, this and this, and maybe a change of clothes and maybe a change of lens and maybe, you know, a reflector and maybe a this, because there could be this shot. And why don't I look up where the sun's going to be? Like what part of the year it's going to be so we can make sure we get the right, all of that mm-hmm. forward thinking about what is supposed to happen in your photo shoot is the same forward thinking that you have to apply to your business model. Um, and a lot of the times what happens is people say, well, I'll, I want to be a, a photographer one day, right? And they put it in that one day box. And uh, what happens in that one day box is it gets a bunch of crap thrown on top of it. Uh, and you don't actually take that concept of what you were going to, what you really want for one day and plan all those things that need to go into creating it. And so when you are thinking about your business, I want you to like close your eyes and picture what it looks like when you have arrived, right? That like moment of like, I am here. I am that big shot award winning. Like you don't want to mess with me. I got a waiting list because so many people want to take my pictures or, you know, want want me to take their pictures or um, I am the sought after global extraordinaire. I want you to take whatever vision you have and I want you to expand it into the like lottery ticket version of it, right? Like the biggest possible version of it. And I want you, I want you to sit in that for a second of like, this is what it would look like. Right. And then I want you to go, okay, now what's the first step that I have to take in order to get there? Because that could be very different depending on what that big picture looks like. Like if you are trying to be the sought after red carpet photographer, right. Taking pictures at a little kid's birthday party is not going to get you any closer to being the sought after red red carpet person. And so sometimes what happens is when we don't, when we put it in that box and things get thrown on top of it and we forget what we were originally setting out for, we miss the opportunities that are in front of us to make a decision that can make or break that career in that direction. And you end up kind of snowballing yourself into an area where you don't know even know how you got there. So you want to be this hotshot red carpet photographer. And you're like, this is, I'm going to be the go-to in Hollywood, right? Like, you know, award-winning in Hollywood. And all the decisions you're making are based on kind of what problems are happening for you in in the current, oh, well, I need to make some money. So um, I'm just going to take whatever job that comes at me. And that just so happens to be a little kid's birthday party. And then they're like, oh, you were so great. And then you end up doing another birthday party and you end up doing another birthday party and you end up doing another birthday party. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh crap, this is not (laughs) not what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do is that. 
that is a completely respectable job, right? That is completely respectable to build a business off of little kids' birthday parties, right? And you could even be really great at it, but ultimately you'll still have this unfulfilled dream of being the red carpet person versus if you have this intention, this mission of I'm going to become the best, insert your statement there, in this particular industry, uh, then when you make the decisions, you're going to make them slightly different. You're going to only do birthday parties for family members, right? Oh, well, this is just, you know, a family favor. You're still going to ask them for money though, because your time still counts for something. And then you're going to say, this is only, I'm only going to do this favor for you, but this is not what I do. I don't need referrals or anything. This is just because you're a family friend. Uh, and instead you're going to chase all of the opportunities that are going to give you more exposure in the area that you're looking for because you have it top of mind. And so the most important to summarize all of that, the most important reason why you need to have a really strong mission statement about what your photography business is going to be about uh, is so that you can directly align your actions to that mission so that you can get there faster. You'll still get there in a roundabout way, right? Everything happens you know, in the divine timing in a roundabout way, but uh, the straight line, right? Like the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And when you can say, this is what I'm trying to achieve and you order your steps in that order, you get there substantially faster. The universe conspires for your good and pushes you along in that direction. And you will become the thing that you're trying to become. And you'll find all kinds of great experiences and people along the way. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, one thing that you need to think about is when you when you are starting out, you need that experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you have a mission and a goal, that birthday party, because just because that's the event that we were talking about, yeah. um, that that is great experience. Mm -hmm. And you don't know who's going to be at that birthday yep. part, party that's going to connect you to somewhere else. But the main thing is, as long as you're there doing that birthday party and when you're talking, you're, you're talking about, oh, I do big events. I do this. I do that. Yeah. You know, whether it's weddings, um, whether it's whatever it is that you're, you're trying to get into as yes. a full time while you're doing those small jobs, you're still pushing towards the big job. Yeah. And you're not just um, doing it to like tread water, but you're you're doing those small jobs as stepping stools, as experience. You're learning how to work with people. You're learning how to um, schedule. You're yes. learning how to make the whole um, editing process, delivery process, the whole process for your clients yep. smooth. So you're still going somewhere. The right so direction. there's you always need to start off where you where you where can. You are. <laughs> And get that experience and get better. Um, you know, you want to do weddings, you're doing, you're doing birthday parties. Well, you're learning how to work the crowd. Yeah. You're, you know, you're learning how to talk to people. You're learning how to schedule. You're learning how to write contracts. You're yeah. learning how to deliver pictures and what, how to give um, usage right releases and all the different things yes. that you need to do as a professional. You're learning that along the way. And you're talking. I'm always talking. Mm -hmm. I'm always talking <laughs> because you never know. You never know who knows what. And if they think that you want to do birthday parties and they're going to refer you to their friends exactly. to do birthday parties. But if they're you're doing a great job at their birthday party and you're talking about, yeah, I, I normally do weddings. I love weddings. They're like, oh, well, so and so is getting married. Yeah. Let me give you their number. Exactly. So you are conditioning them to refer you to the people 
to the next step up. Yes. To the next step up. Well, and the other thing too, and as you were talking about that, I was also thinking is like sometimes uh, being able to take some scenario that is not ideal of what you want uh, and saying like, even I can even turn this little kid's birthday party into a red carpet event and like getting those action shots that you're looking for that you would get on a red carpet event at his birthday party. It, it might be a cool add in for the right. people who you're working with and also a, a builder of your portfolio. Right. For me, I hate doing red carpet <laughs> events and I do a lot of them. That is not my bread and butter. But you know what? I use my red carpets as a networking. Yep. I am while I'm that I'm meeting people and I'm telling them what I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a headshot photographer, blah, 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 blah. You know, and so, pose. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's a way to use those. Exactly. And I use those different jobs as, as a stepping stone to meet, yes. to meet my ideal client. Yes. So, but if never, you don't have that in mind, but if you don't have it in mind, that's the point that's you get stuck. You get really, is if you don't have that mission mm -hmm. and you don't, then I would be like, Oh, I just keep getting jobs for red carpets. I guess I'll just do red carpets. <laughs> like, that's, you know, yeah. um, but that's, that's when you have that vision, you can take wherever you are as a stepping block yep. instead of a, instead of a jail cell, yes. because that's what it turns it into. Totally um, you, you just use that as a stepping block. So when in your life have you ever like got stuck in that jail cell and not kind of lost the vision? Oh, uh, so if we can rewind back a little bit, right? So Mink Life Motivation was a, a community, uh, wasn't what I was intentioning <laughs> trying to do. I wasn't trying to create a community, but I was, I am community oriented, right? Mm -hmm. I like, mm -hmm. you know, connecting people and having them network and things of that sort. Uh, but when I first uh, decided that I was going to go into business consulting, like way back when, I was like, I just need that one person to give me a shot and let me see what they can do. And the very first shot I got was for uh, a small boutique in the fashion district. Uh, and so um, he had nothing when I got there. I got to build everything from the logo to kind of like creating the, the you know, hiring staff and like building his social media presence. I got to do all the things. It was great. However, at some point during that, um, I also build another business inside of it uh, as a part of what I was doing. But somewhere inside of that, I forgot that the whole point of me doing this with him was to actually be a business consultant, not to run his business. And listen, I am that person that if you if I put a ladder next to a building, I'm climbing that I'm climbing <laughs> that sucker to the top. Right. And so I had to kind of in the process in that process, kind of reflect on myself and my own natural behaviors. I don't know how to do anything halfway. I just don't. I don't know how to show up and like give mediocre performance and like not help a business get to the best ability. So I figured out that I can't have a regular job. I can't go into someone's job as an employee and just do the job. No, when I get in there, I am automatically a business consultant. I'm going to try to fix all of the processes because I'm lazy and I don't want to work that hard. Uh, and what y'all doing is making me work way too hard. So let me fix your processes. And while we're at it, we could probably do this and while we can do that. And I had to learn that about myself so that I can just know that the only way that I'm going to be able to serve myself and my dream well enough is by not going in and supporting someone else's business mm -hmm. from an employee standpoint. But I can only come in as a consulting standpoint because at least that way I'm getting paid my worth and mm -hmm. I'm getting I'm, I'm actually 
honoring what my vision was, which was I want to build businesses. I want to help them, but I cannot be an employee in that process. Right. Yeah. I think the the funniest um, thing that happened to me, um, you know, for 27 years, I did new maternity, newborn, three months, yeah. six months, nine months in a year. I was in Watch <laughs> Me Grow program. It was my, that was, that was, I love doing it. I love being a part of the family, mm -hmm. watching the baby grow. And then I did weddings and events, high school seniors. Mm -hmm. um, but one day um, a friend of mine called me and was like, you need to do boudoir portraits. I just went and I, I went to this place downtown. It was scary. The guy was creepy. I don't even know what he's doing with my pictures. Like I never felt so unsafe. You need to do this. And I was like, okay, um, come on in. We'll do it. And she loved them. And so she started telling people. <laughs> and all of a sudden I had a boudoir business yeah. and I had no desire or interest yeah. in doing like zero interest in doing it. Yeah. Was I okay at it? I mean, I guess yeah. that's what people said. <laughs> and it literally consumed my business for almost two years. Yeah. And then one day I was like, what? I don't want to do this. <laughs> this. I don't like it. I'm like... I'm like a really shy Midwest girl. Like I just put your clothes on and stay like go away. Like I don't like, I'm really shy. Yeah. Like people meet me and they don't think I'm shy because I put this bubbly mask on. I'm really shy. <laughs> I really don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And, um, and it was so funny because I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And so then, well, how I got out of it, and I was like, all right, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be uncomfortable, then you're going to pay me to be uncomfortable. Yep. And then I just started like jacking my prices up high enough that people, you know, plus the cell phone kind of came out about the yeah. same time. And then people were doing their own things. Right. Then they were thirst trapping. <laughs> the cell phone, the cell phone Instagram pictures. They were thirst trapping on Instagram and it all wasn't, their own. It wasn't as big of a, a, a business anyway. Yeah. But it was really funny. And it wasn't um, that I, I enjoyed the money I was making, but that wasn't that wasn't serving my yeah. end goal. Yeah. And it was fine that I did it because I did learn a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know. I, I had to go study and, you know, talk to people that actually did that and like study. How do you do that? Why do you do that? What? Oh, okay. We'll do this. And yeah. like, but I mean, I had a blow up mattress <laughs> in my studio that I made a bedroom set. Like it was ridiculous. I mean, it, is, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible and it didn't stunt me back, but it, it's so easy to get drawn yeah. into that. If you don't have a, a focus. I mean, if we're honest, it's easy to get drawn, drawn into, into almost anything without intention, right? And that really is basically what your mission statement is. It is just setting an intention for your actions, right? Of what you're trying to achieve. And when you can set your intention, like I'm intending on losing five pounds in the next week, <laughs> that's my intention. Then all of my thoughts that follow that intention are gonna be like, well, is this gonna help me get closer to or further away from? that intention but so many parts of our lives and in our businesses we do things unintentionally or mm -hmm. because someone said that's what we should do and i really want to encourage everyone who's listening mm -hmm. to this question everything at the beginning of your business well why do you do that right like is it because that's really what you want to do or is that because someone said you have to do that in 90 percent of the time the things that you ended up paying for that were a complete waste of time was because someone told you that in order to have a business you needed to have this and that was inaccurate 
a business, sure. Your business, not necessarily. And so setting an intention and questioning everything you do, rather like, does this help me with my intention, right? Does this actually align with my intention? And also why am I doing this in the first place can really help you kind of shed a lot of the junk that you yeah. end up adding in your business. All right. It's lightning round time. Okay. All right. Go. One tip, one, one tip. tip to getting a a mission statement out, really focusing on your oh. mission statement as a business. Why are you doing it? How does it benefit humanity? And like literally humanity, like why does the world need this? And the last bit is, and what is the change you wanna see in the world? You ask yourself those three questions, uh, that will help you really clarify what your mission statement is. I love that. Yeah. And I think another thing that people should realize is, just because you have a mission statement today, in five years, that may change. It could change. <laughs> in and two you, years, it Yeah, could in six months, it could change. You yeah. could be really going for this, yeah. and then something else come up, and you're like, wow, I didn't know I liked that. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. I Maybe I want to refocus on this. And it's okay to refocus. Wait, always be okay. Always refocus. Obviously. Right? <laughs> As a photographer, yes. Please refocus. Monica, thank you so much. Oh, it was it fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Was really fun. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Well, I'll see you next week. I'll be watching. <laughs> <laughs>